Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. So I saw this headline in a British publication. It's in the, uh, the Sun, which is a British tabloid. And the headline reads, Shopper fumes who won't go back to Publix after major store change would mean a huge inconvenience for certain customers. Well, I was curious about that. I was curious to see why a British uh, tabloid is is publishing a story about Publix, uh, our grocery, you know, here in Central Florida, headquartered out of here in Central Florida. Uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, it's where shopping is a pleasure. It's, that's what I've heard, right? It's where shopping is a pleasure. Um, so, Laurel and Paul, let me throw this out to you. Because as I read the headline, I thought, gosh, what what change did Publix make that would have someone outraged? Uh, would you care to take a guess? Uh, I would have guessed they're adding more of the uh, self-checkout aisles. Good guess. Very good guess. Paul Cross? I would guess that they have decided not to allow any pets in Publix. That is the right answer. Yeah. Is it? Yes, that okay. is it. So, so this woman who evidently has a has a daily routine. Uh, she lives down in in West Palm, oh, of course. And well, that's what I'm saying. Publix, you know, the uh, the high end and right. the little purse dogs. And her her name is Lena Avi Hanel, uh, and she lives down in West Palm Beach. And she was shocked to learn that she could no longer bring her pet into the local Publix with her. She has a daily routine, evidently where she goes out and walks her dog, and then she goes to the Publix as part of her daily routine. She'll go and get a coffee and pick up a couple items and then walk home. She says, now if I take the dog out for a walk, I've got to take the dog home first before I can go into the Publix. Now, Publix, for their part, has said nothing has changed. This has always been the policy. You can't bring your pets into Publix. The only thing that has changed is they put up signage saying so. So the signage is new, but the policy is not. Is there anybody who disagrees? We're all pet people here on the, the Joe Kelly show. Is there anybody who disagrees with the policy? No, I don't disagree because I think there's too many bad owners that don't yeah. know how to train their dogs properly. If right. everybody in the world knew how to train a good dog, then that'd be different. But no, we can't. We can't trust and people it's, to do And that. it's a grocery store. It's not a Petco. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's it's not Home Depot either. You yeah, know, no, I, when I used yeah, to work okay. at like a grocery. I used to work at Winn-Dixie. I used to work at Walgreens. And people do just bring in whatever kind of non-trained animal in and they yeah. do what they want. Right. Clean up on aisle two means a whole different thing when you yeah. have dogs running around in a grocery store. Right. You know, even if even if your dog doesn't poop or pee inside the grocery store, uh, dogs are still pretty unsanitary. And um, dogs can uh, bite. I mean, even a, even a well-behaved dog can sometimes get spooked into biting someone or or, you know, biting a child or something like that. And and uh, it's just no place for a dog. I wonder if that affects the insurance. I wonder if the insurance policy is, hey, do you allow pets in your store? And if so, check this box and then your rates go because you never know. Um, you know, money is always tied to everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is a piece of that. But evidently, and and so the, the new signs read that service animals are okay, but pets and emotional support animals. I don't know if you know this, but emotional support animals do not qualify as service animals. They're not the same thing. So if you have like an emotional, remember that one guy that had like an emotional support alligator, he claimed, and he tried to get into an NFL game with his emotional support alligator. And they're like, no, you can't. Because do you know that there are two different types of animals, only two types of animals that qualify as service animals? Would you care to take a guess at what the two animals are? Laurel? Go ahead, Lauren. Dog. Go ahead. Dog and Horse, mini horse. See, I would have gone with dog and a monkey just because I think a monkey <laughs> helper would be really cool. There was a whole episode of The Simpsons about uh, the butler monkeys, and I would love a butler monkey. You know, they could go to the fridge and get me a beer or something like that. Go get well, me a bag of well, chips. What was Ross's monkey's name on Friends? Was Marcel. It Marcel? Yes. Marcel. There we go. So, yeah, so a service animal is either a dog or a miniature horse. Oh, my gosh. How long do I have to sit at a Publix before someone walks in with a miniature horse? I want to see 
someone come in with a miniature horse. And I don't know if a miniature horse has different poop than a, say, Clydesdale horse. <laughs> I mean, I, Let's hope it's smaller. Uh, yeah, maybe, right. And if they, if they only eat grass, then, you know, it's not going to be as disgusting or anything like that. Imagine how great it would be to see a service monkey riding a service mini horse. Oh, my gosh, yes. Come on now. Why can't we have that? Oh. My understanding, though, Dress is... Dress him like a jockey. My understanding is that monkeys, though, uh, can be very, very, very misbehaved. Right, Laurel? You know things about monkeys. All monkeys are misbehaved, always. Yeah. yeah. They're terrible, awful creatures. Wow. So you're advocating for the extermination of all monkeys? I never want to see one. Is that what I'm getting? In a store, ever. Kill, kill them Damn all. Damn dirty ape. Get your hands off me. <laughs> Wow. All right. So I'm going to put you down for maybe on monkeys then. Uh, all right. So is there anybody who disagrees with Publix's policy here? 844-580-WDBO. Or you can hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. You know, we've got a, a, an adorable little dog. It's it's technically my step dog. Uh, it, uh, it was it was my wife's dog when we met. I, I had the cat. She had the dog. And now it's we're a blended family now with, with uh, her dog and my cat, Kitty George and Arwen. And, and honestly, I have in, in the last few months just absolutely fallen for Arwen. You know, at first I was like, oh, he's kind of a pest, you know, because he, he licks. And I don't like being licked. That, that is, to me, uh, the, the biggest downside to that dog is he licks. He, I mean, if you let him, he will lick you. And Laurel, isn't that some sort of like an emotional thing? That dogs do that it, that it soothes their nerves or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, it's a sign of affection. But yeah, if you see, yeah, then licking it could be yeah a soothing thing, a self soothing thing. So, because I was reading, I was actually reading about this, and it said that you know that that making your dog stop licking you can be offensive to the dog, and heaven forbid if we offend <laughs> the dog. I don't want to offend the dog or anything. Redirect the behavior. R- r- yeah, and I. I, I and we've tried some of those. There's the licking little things that you get them, and you can put peanut butter in it, and he get him get him to lick other things, like but, Kong toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I'll tell you that we take him to a lot of places, and he is so good at going out in public. He is a Yorkie poo, so part Yorkie, part poo. Um, and and he's just he never barks. He's not a yip, yippy dog, which I love. Uh, but man, we we take him everywhere. We were in the in the clubhouse at our at our development where we live, and and honestly, for a minute there, I'd forgotten he was even with us because he'll just sit quietly at your feet. I mean, he he is like a perfect little service dog esque. You know, he just sits quietly at your feet, and and he's a good traveler. But but no, we wouldn't we wouldn't take him to the grocery store with us. I mean, that just seems crazy, doesn't it? And and this this woman to feel so entitled. You know that she says now she'll never shop at Publix again because of this. Well, what grocery store are you going to go to that's going to allow you to take a dog? Because I'd be willing to bet that dogs are persona non grata at every single grocery store. April is in Orlando and joining us here on the Joe Kelly Show. Hi, April. How are you? Hi, everyone. Happy holidays. How are you? Good. Very good. Thank you. Yes, I have, I guess you can call it a PDA or whatever, but people, a lot of people, quote unquote, that says that their animals are service dogs, trust you me when I say half of them are not service dogs. You can go online to Amazon or any other place and purchase those little vets yep. and put service dog on there. I see it all the time. Yes. And I'm like, it is ridiculous. I remember a couple of years ago, I went into Ikea near the Mall of Millennia, with my cat in in his cat carrier. Okay. I went there to purchase breakfast, and I was told by Ikea that I could not bring my cat in the store. And I'm like, but he's in his cat carrier because I just came taking him from Orange County Animal Services to get his Oh, it's just right right across the street. Exactly. And every time I have seen, sir, uh, quote, unquote, service animals or emotional pet, but I have never seen a person with their pet having a vest or some type of clothing that says emotional support. They're all same service animals. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, you can purchase those things anywhere. I can put a 
service animal on my chicken yeah. and say he's a service animal. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So you're you're really absolutely right about that. I, I wonder mm-hmm. if, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. And Laurel, again, I, you're kind of our pet expert. I mean, is it against the law to label a, a pet a service animal if it's not actually a certified registered service animal? I want to say it is. Yeah, I, I believe it is. I don't know that 100% for sure. I'm not a lawyer. But but something in my brain says I've read that it is against the law. It yes. sounds like one of those those stolen valor kind of things, you know. You're pretending exactly. to be something that you're not. Uh, oh my God! It is so prevalent in in Central Florida. I mean, everywhere you go, and yeah. I'm like, seriously. Yeah. And you can more or less tell that they're not service animal. I would say that if they are, they should have to show documentation, legal documentation. But then things can be copied, and you can go and make documentation up. It's just really sad. It's just really sad. Good points. But, I mean, yeah. All right. But anyway, thanks. Thank you so much. Hearing me out. You too. Happy holidays again. You too. Thanks for listening and uh, for calling us. We appreciate that. 844-580-WDBO. Or you can hit us up in the open mic in the WDBO app. We have an update, by the way, on that Texas woman, that poor Texas woman uh, that was uh, or is in need of an abortion. Uh, She, she, the, the, the fetus has a chromosomal uh, defect, chromosomal Am I saying that word right? Chromosomal. Is it an M or an N? Chromosome. Chromosomal. The, the fetus has a chromosomal defect, and it's believed that the fetus will be stillborn uh, or could even die in utero or it is expected to not live very long if it is born alive. And there's been a legal battle in Texas for this for this woman to get an abortion. And, and I, look, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it matters where you stand on an abortion. Um, but this woman has gone through, I mean, I can't even imagine the, the grief. She already has two children. This is not some teenager who uses, uh, abortion as a means of birth control. She already has two children. Uh, she's married. Um, she's been publicly identified because she's gone to court to try to, uh, be able to abort the fetus. Uh, she, her doctor has told her that, uh, that if this baby is born, it could render her uh, unable to have babies in the future. And there, there's a health risk to the mom. And my wife and I were talking about this. And um, my wife said, why doesn't she just go out of state? And that is now what she has done. Uh, she has She's gone out of state, out of Texas, to go get the abortion. Because a, a judge said that she could have the abortion, but the... State Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas uh, said that's fine if a judge says that the woman can now get an abortion, but any healthcare professional who is involved in performing uh, the abortion is going to be criminally charged and civilly charged. So it's just it's just a a tough case all around, and and nobody in Texas was going to you know give this woman an abortion. Uh, to help her with the, her situation, and now she's gone out of state. So I don't know. I don't know if she's had the abortion already, uh, but I, all I know is that she's she's left the state of Texas uh, to be able to get that abortion. Coming up next here on the Joe Kelly Show, uh, we've got all the headlines that you missed while you were at work today. So stand by. That's coming up next here on the Joe Kelly Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. From your office to ours, we're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Oh, you missed big Barbie news today. Barbie tops this year's Golden Globes Award nominations with nine, closely followed by Oppenheimer with eight. I have still not seen Barbie, and I don't have any plans to see Barbie. Uh, 
We also learned that 15 airmen have been disciplined for failing to take proper action when they became aware of accused leaker Jack Texiera's intelligence-seeking activities. That according to the U.S. Air Force. Special counsel asks the Supreme Court to decide whether Donald Trump has any immunity from criminal prosecution for crimes that he may have committed while he was in office. They're asking the Supreme Court to fast-track that. Speaking about President Trump, the former president, now leads Joe Biden in two critical ba- uh, battleground states, Michigan and Georgia, according to new CNN polls. Uh, Hasbro, the toy company, Hasbro is cutting 20% of their workforce. That's roughly 1,100 jobs as weak sales for toys and games persist into the holiday season. That's remarkable to think that as we head into Christmas, Hasbro is going to be laying off 20% of their workforce. And finally, just a couple of minutes ago, breaking news, part of a six-story building in the Bronx has collapsed. No immediate reports of injuries. Uh, they had pretty strong storms that went through there last night, and I wonder if it had anything to do with that, if it was in any way related to that. 844-580-WDBO. Let's go to Rachel, who's joining us from... Are you in Illinois, Rachel? I am. Well, thank you for listening up in Illinois. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'm from Orlando, so my whole family is there, but uh, I still listen to my Orlando stations up here. So Outstanding. hit a hot button with how, this one. How cold is it there, by the way? Um, I haven't been out much yet today. I'm just about to leave work, but it's somewhere in the 30s, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's cold. All right, it's too cold for this Floridian. I can tell you that. I bet. I bet <laughs> so. Yeah. So tell me about service animals. Yeah, you hit a hot button with this one because I am blind and I have a guide dog. Got it. And so um, what people don't realize when they want to, say, take their pets into public or wherever is that that can create a lot of um, distractions for working service animals, you know, dogs or whatever. You know, the dogs are trained, uh, the service animals are trained to ignore, but still when you have some misbehaving pet coming up to the service animal, that can be a distraction. And what it also, stuff like that also does. So I completely agree with public's uh, decision on this. And I don't begrudge anybody who has an emotional support animal. However, that kind of thing needs to be put in the context of that dog is for emotional support. It's not performing a quote unquote service. And I think that's where those lines people like to blur those lines a little bit because what that ends up, what ends up happening then too is um, I used to be able to fly with my dog. No problem. Now I have to provide documentation for my dog because of all the people who have tried to. uh, Oh yeah. uh, People bring emotional support peacocks and everything else like that. Right. Right. And, and like Ubers, you know, because people are so afraid to, uh, refuse dogs that they don't know whether emotional support dogs or not. I have occasionally, even though it's against the law, we a lot of times blind people have Uber drivers or Lyft drivers pass right by us because they don't really want to take oh. the dog and deal with some of the issues. Um, you know, so it really just messes things up for those of us who, that have legitimate service animals. So wow. definitely a hot button with me. I I can totally understand why. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing that perspective with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Anybody that wants to have a a service animal, you know, I say that's great. More power to you. Just get the dog trained and have the same kind of credentials that we as legitimate service animal um, handlers have to have. Absolutely so, Rachel. Bundle up for you. Head outside, would you? I will do. Thanks. Okay. Great show, guys. I listen most days. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. See, we got a listener in Illinois. We're expanding our audience uh, nationwide. We're very excited about that. 844-580-WDBO, or you can hit us up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Coming up next, a, uh, a woman is suing a local restaurant because she can smell the food being cooked there. Oh, boy. All right. Hang on. We'll get into that one for you. Coming up next. This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than he sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Oh, 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 I wanted to invite you guys. I, I forgot about this. I want to invite you to check out our 
live video stream, our, our chat stream. We've got a live video every night, 5 to 7, when the show is on. Uh, we've secretly hidden cameras in all of our studios. And uh, every voice that you hear is in front of a camera. Uh, so you can see what I look like. You can see what Laurel looks like. You can see what Paul Cross looks like. You can see what Greg Rhodes looks like. And uh, you can see the faces behind the voices. Check out the video. You can join the chat group. We've got a lot of fun people in our group with Jude and Marie and Frank and Karen and Cindy and so many others that are that join us there. And we really appreciate them. Uh, those are our, our regulars, if you will. And we, we love those guys. And so we invite you to, to join us there as well. If you'd like to, to see the behind the scenes here of the, uh, the making of the uh, sausage. Uh, we don't really make sausage, but you get the idea. You can see how the sausage is made uh, by checking out the video. It's on the WDBO Facebook page is where you're going to find that. Uh, okay. And then uh, also, uh, if you ever miss a minute of the Joe Kelly Show or you don't have time between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. to listen, uh, there is the Joe Kelly Show podcast. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts and uh, and listen to your heart's content or listen till your heart's content. I don't think we ever resolved which which is the right answer on that one. Uh, so either listen to or till your heart's content. All right, speaking about how the sausage is made. A woman in Nashville is suing a local barbecue restaurant there because the smell of grilling and smoked meats is a nuisance, she says. The name of the restaurant is Roy's Meat Service, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a barbecue joint. It sounds like a prostitution ring, honestly, like a delivery. Pro- uh, you, uh, okay, so it's a meat market and a barbecue restaurant. It's in East Nashville, and this woman claims that the smell of grilling and smoked meats is a nuisance. Her name is Natalie Castillo. She moved into the home next to the restaurant two years ago. But evidently, she didn't do the research very well on her home because Roy's Meat Service has been grilling up meat in that neighborhood for the past nine years. So the, the grilled meat was there before she was there. So what do you expect to happen if you move into a place that's next to a place that grills meat? Now, all that having been said, I feel for her a little bit because uh, I always get in trouble when I say this. I, I hate barbecue. I hate barbecue. And I was raised in Texas. So I, I hate barbecue. I hate bacon. And I hate iced tea. So those are things that like in Texas, especially, uh, you know, people grow up on that. Sounds like they kicked you out of it yeah, right. as opposed to you yeah. moving, right? Right, right, Do right. You, you, you used to have a man card, right? Yeah, but not anymore. Yeah, Is that what it yeah, was? it's gone. Yeah, okay. I just, there's nothing that I like at, at, at barbecue joints. Um, just, and, and whenever I drive past a barbecue restaurant, if I'm walking past a barbecue restaurant and I smell that smell, I'm like, ah, it's just, I, I, I don't like it. I mean, I, so I'm with her in that I don't like the smell of barbecue, of smoked meats. Now, if I'm walking by somebody grilling hamburgers or something like that, that's a different issue. I love that smell. That's that's a different smell than smoked meats. It just I don't know. There's just something about it that I don't like. But uh, this woman is being ridiculous and filing a frivolous lawsuit against this poor guy, the uh, the, the Roy Roy's meat service owner. Uh, the she's filed a lawsuit against the business. She's alleging, among other things, that. Part of the restaurant encroaches on her property and that the smoke from the constant grilling is a nuisance. She says in a complaint that the constant smoking of ribs, chicken and pork affects her ability to enjoy her property as well as negatively affects her health. You think that you, is, that, is that bad for your health? Inhaling smoked meats? It only brings me joy. So <laughs> I, I don't know. So is there anybody who has any sympathy for her whatsoever? I, I only do in that I also don't enjoy the smell of, of barbecue. But, you know, that's like when people move in next to the airport and then they complain about the sound of jets or people that move next to railroad tracks and then they complain about the sound of the train going by. You know, I, that's on you. The tracks were there, all right? The airport was already there. Uh, yes, flight patterns will change from time to time. 
and what was a a pretty quiet neighborhood for you could suddenly be in the flight path and it's and it's 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 going to make noise that's on you for living so close to the airport for living right next door to Roy's meat service. My wife got a um one of those plug-in sweet Ronnie Sue got one of those plug-in air fresheners uh, for Christmas and it was cinnamon it's cinnamon flavored and she plugged it in and I got to tell you it it smells like cinnamon it smells fantastic but after it being plugged in for one day I said sweetie can we please get rid of that plug-in air freshener because it made me constantly hungry because I, I every time I smelled the cinnamon I thought where I there should be cinnamon rolls where where are the cinnamon cookies I need cinnamon something I need cinnamon you know monkey bread or cinnamon pull-aparts or whatever you call them I mean cinnamon cinnamon and chocolate are t- two things to me that rank very highly in uh close to godliness right cinnamon and 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 chocolate are are everything i love cinnamon and chocolate and uh so we don't we no longer use that air freshener because it made me hungry all the time so does cinnamon make you guys hungry is it just me i'm gonna you know i'll bring it in and plug it in because we don't we're not using it at the house anymore so there you go i'll bring it in and plug it in here and then you guys can tell because it, it will drive you crazy. Made me so hungry all the time. Uh, coming up next here, um, in Iowa, they've set up a satanic temple in the state capitol. A satanic temple. And it's got, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with satanic uh, nomenclature. But they've got this statue with a like a goat's head or something like that, and a mannequin wearing a, a red cape, and there's candles and all kinds of stuff. And it's right in the middle of the state capital of, of Iowa, who's having their uh, Iowa caucuses in, in like a month. It's right around the corner. And as you might imagine, as you might imagine, some people are troubled that there is a satanic temple set up in the middle of the Iowa State Capitol. We'll uh, unpack that for you coming up next. Stay with us here on The Joe Kelly Show. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. I will say that all this talk about food has made me hungry, and I did have my second lunch today. I I have two lunches a day. I don't eat breakfast. I have two lunches, and then after the show's over, I have a dinner. Um, And my second lunch was salmon. Did you guys know that I I, uh, heated up salmon in the microwave at work today? Did you smell it? No, nope, because Sam, uh, I smelt, I smelt it from my home. You, you don't even work in our building, bro. <laughs> no way, man. Uh, salmon's. I mean, honestly, salmon's. I could go see. I could go for the smell of salmon cooking next door, but uh, but not barbecue. It's just uh, totally. Yeah, that would be just so gross. All right, you know who I don't miss? I realized today I don't miss Al Gore. I don't miss Al Gore. Al Gore spoke near the conclusion of that. Uh, climate summit that they're having in Dubai. And basically, Al Gore was warning people that having access to non-mainstream information threatens democracy. To one based on broadcasting and then moving on to the internet and to social media has disrupted the balances that used to exist Uh, that made representative democracy work much better. Because a free self-governing people rely on a shared base of knowledge that serves as a basis for reasoning together collectively. But uh, if you have social media that is dominated by algorithms that uh, pull people down these uh, rabbit holes that are a bit like pitcher plants, these algorithms, uh, they are the digital equivalent of AR-15s. They ought to be banned. They really ought to be banned. It's an abuse of the public forum. 
But when these when people are pulled down these uh, rabbit holes, you know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole? That's where the echo chamber is. Uh, and if you spend too much time in the echo chamber, what's weaponized is another form of AI, not artificial intelligence, artificial insanity. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Ah, yeah, I don't miss Al Gore. I uh, I didn't think I would, and that confirms that I don't miss Al Gore. In fact, I'd kind of forgotten he even existed. Kind of like Dan Quayle, like who? Um, and I, I I actually agree with Al Gore that you know some of these algorithms that we have online will send you down a rabbit hole and you get into an echo chamber, and that's why it always intrigues me when someone will say, "Well, everybody believes this." And I, and I have to think, why would they think that everybody believes the same thing? It's because you're having your thoughts echoed back to you from people online. You know, you surround yourself with people that think exactly the same way that you do. You don't surround yourself with people that have, you know, a, a diversity of thoughts. So I agree with that part of Al Gore. Where I don't agree with Al Gore is that it should be illegal. I mean, the solution is not government, and uh, that's classic Al Gore to think, oh, well, the government knows better than the people on what they should and should not be exposing themselves to. Speaking about things that aren't funny, Saturday Night Live had a sketch on the college uh, presidents testifying about anti-Semitism And instead of making fun of the tone-deaf college presidents uh, promoting, basically, the Palestinian causes and Hamas, uh, SNL decided to make fun of Elise Stefanik, the Republican who very, very deftly, very, very handily uh, dealt with those witnesses. Now, I'll turn it over to mega superstar Elise Stefanik from New York, who's been pacing the hallways listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. (laughs) Miss Stefanik. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. (laughs) Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes, I know. It's calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. (gasps) What? (laughs) That can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. The second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. Notice how nobody is laughing. I mean, it is so not funny. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? (laughs) Am I winning this hearing? (laughs) Somebody pinch me. (laughs) Miss Stefanik, your time is up. Oh, thank God. The The chair recognizes gentlemen from Michigan. Thank you. I yield my time back to Miss Stefanik. Damn it! I am here today because hate speech has no place on college campuses. Oh, oh, just impossible to listen to. Though I will say, Laurel, your guy was the uh, was the uh, the host of SNL, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver, and uh, he he did a good job. Adam Driver is that that guy is unbelievably talented. And uh, he absolutely crushed it on SNL over the weekend. Uh, But unfortunately, you have to sit through all the rest of that garbage. Uh, I don't. I fast forward. I just, like, I'll go to Weekend Update. I'll watch the monologue and Weekend Update, and that's about it. Uh, And I fast forward through everything else. I'm Joe Kelly. Coming up next, the Satanic Temple set up in the middle of the State House. We'll have details about that for you coming up next. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. WDBO Orlando, WOEX FM HD2 Orlando, W297BB Orlando. Powered by Talent Wealth Management. Visit guardingyournesteg.com. Listen everywhere with the WDBO app, a Cox Media Group station. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. 
Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. I know, I know that I am alone in this, but I truly feel sorry for Joe Biden. Uh, this is elder abuse. Putting this guy out there, it's like weekend at Bernie's, but he's still clinging on to life. He's, he's still alive. Uh, but basically, it's weekend at Bernie's. Uh, this is Biden from this weekend. On my watch, instead of infrastructure week, America's having infrastructure decade. Decade. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Trump huh? just talks the talk. We walk the walk. Did you guys catch that number? Uh, uh, the, the the number that he gives out? I, I don't know what it is. On my watch, instead of infrastructure week, America's having infrastructure decade. Decade. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Trump a billion, just- three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. That is a lot of money. Uh, boy, poor this. I, I, he needs to be home uh, at his at a retirement village. He needs to be at one of his one of his estates somewhere. One of his many houses that one wonders how he afforded so many houses uh, on on the salary that he earns. I can't imagine where the other money must have come from. No, I can imagine it actually. Uh, but he he is being abused and used. He he. This is elder abuse. And here in Florida, you know, we know a thing or two about elder abuse, and uh, that they just are abusing this poor guy and sticking him up there. And he's being manipulated from behind. There's no way that Joe Biden is making decisions on behalf of the United States of America. Uh, there's no way. There is no way. They, they they can tell us anything they want, but we all see it with our own eyes. And there is no way that this poor guy, this poor old, old crod, crod what's the word? Crod, crodged, crotchety, crotchety, cr- cr- was there not? Oh, mm, okay. Um, this poor old guy, there's just no way he's making the decisions on behalf of the United States. Someone else is pulling the strings on the marionette and, and he is but a puppet of someone else, which, which Donald Trump thinks is Barack Obama. I'm sure there is validity to that. That is one of the reasons why when Donald Trump is, has his campaign speeches, he will often talk about, you know, running against Obama and the, the liberal left mainstream New York City based media says that is part of Donald Trump's dementia, but it's not. It's Donald Trump, uh, you know, being smarmy, if you will, by saying that he's running against Obama because it's, it's Obama who still has, uh, his wits about him, unlike Joe Biden, who does not have his wits about him anymore. All right. So in Iowa, the state house there, so it's going to be the first in the nation to vote. And, uh, in the state house, they've got a satanic temple. That has been set up in the state house, a public display of the satanic temple. Uh, and, and if you've been on social media, I've seen it on social media. It's a silver ram's head on a mannequin body wearing a red cape donned with flowers and candles. The co-founder of the organization, this satanic temple said the group is really relishing the opportunity to have the public display, stating that if people don't like it, they can look away. Uh, now, a, a Iowa Republican representative named John Dunwell tried to explain this to his constituency. He says that although he finds the altar objectionable as a follower of Christ, as a representative... He doesn't want the state evaluating and making determinations about religions. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I get the, this is not the first time that uh, that that either a satanic temple or uh, someone who is atheistic. Uh, there is there's a whole organization called the what is it? The Freedom From God Foundation, I believe is what it's called. Uh, and you know, they've they've pulled similar stunts before. So this guy, this representative John D- Dunwell, tries to explain to his constituency uh, how did this happen, and he answers he answers the questions. The and he writes the capital structure falls underneath the control of the Iowa legislature. The Department of Administrative Services is charged with its management. Currently, 
access for displays at the Capitol are open to anybody through an application process. Though there are some guidelines, they do not discriminate on the basis of religion or ideology. Displays are permitted to be displayed for two weeks. So the Satanic Temple display is only going to be up for two weeks. And of course, uh, they pick, you know, the, the two weeks leading into, you know, the, the second holiest time for Christians, Christmas. Second to Easter. Easter is the more important one. Uh, he also explains that all displays are required to communicate that they are independent displays and not associated with the State House of Iowa. He says the Satanic Temple petitioned for their display in August and were approved with some modification. They wanted to use an actual goat head. He writes, I'm assuming a skull. And they were prohibited from using an actual goat head. So they have a metallic goat head instead. The current operating principle has has been to either allow all displays or none. The legislature has the power to change that if they deem it necessary. So yeah, that I mean, they're this guy's not wrong. If you're gonna, uh, if you're not gonna pick sides in a religion, which you know you're not supposed to pick sides in a religion, even anti-religions, even the a, a satanic religion, you've uh, you've got to allow all comers. Now he further writes because those were his observations as a as a lawmaker and explains how it happens. He says my observations as a pastor because evidently he's also a pastor. He says, as a follower of Christ, I find uh, a display from the Satanic Temple objectionable. Man, if that's not the understatement of the year, it's objectionable. It's an abomination. Uh, He writes, it stands in direct opposition to my faith and would be classified as evil. That's better. Uh, Not a new experience for me or my family. The word of God continually warns about the dangers in our world. In fairness, many other religions or non-religious people have the same perspective about Christianity. Yeah, they do. He's right. He says, as a follower of Christ, the display is an inanimate object that has no real power in and out of itself, in and of itself. Uh, We have nothing to fear. He says, the primary response required is prayer. The display itself is an invitation uh, of the work we have yet to do. Iowa needs Jesus, he says. My faith is never imposed upon others, nor should it become a direct part of government. Uh, It is always a response to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. I don't want to mix the kingdoms. Government is a poor arbiter of religion. Amen. Hallelujah. Absolutely right. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I, 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 I don't advocate. I don't advocate for the satanic temple to be there, but... If you're going to allow any religious displays, you have to allow all of the religious displays. Uh, that has that has been uh, proven time and time again with court case after court case after court case. Uh, so the precedent is absolutely there. Uh, 844-580-WDBO. You can share your thoughts. 844-580-9326 or use the open mic and the WDBO app. All right, so congratulations to the Internal Revenue Service. They've just signed a new 10-year, $364 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Have you heard about this guy's contract? So this baseball player, is it, and I've never heard of him before, but that's on me because I don't follow baseball. Uh, Shohei? Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani has signed the richest deal not just in baseball he has signed the richest deal in sports history on the face of earth this guy has signed the richest deal it's always baseball players isn't it the 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 pay scale for baseball players is different than it is for for like an nfl quarterback right yeah they have a different setup so you'll see a lot of baseball players just because of the way that they enter the league they can have longer contracts they are one of nine as opposed to one of 52 out on the, or one of 11 out on a field, things like that. So they, people tend to value them a little bit more, it seems like. So it's a 10-year deal for $700 million. That means he gets $70 million a year. But 
uh, the IRS uh, gets $25.9 million a year. So for the IRS, it comes out to a $364 million contract for the Internal Revenue Service. And then California state tax uh, is $4.6 million. His agent's fee is $2.1 million. Man, you know that agent is clinging champagne glasses tonight, right? Right. Then there's something called a jock tax. The jock tax. What yep. the heck is a jock tax? So you earn your contract for the state that the team is in, but then you're also participating in events in other states. So then you have to, you're technically earning wages in those other states. So you have to pay taxes in those other states if they have them. That that strikes me as balderdash. That, yeah, it is. It's, it, and it, it's literally called is, jock tax? That's the nickname for it, yeah. yeah. And so I would imagine that they all have accountants that know how to work this out with each state's uh, income tax rates and everything else like that. If you've got a good agent that aligns that for you, yeah, you sure do hope so. But uh, that's where we hear a lot about these embezzlements from these hyper-rich athletes that all Mm. of a sudden somebody goes to jail for 20 years because they stole half of their earnings. So of his $70 million a year, he will only get... Thirty-three point six million. Ooh, only. Oh, how only. how will he get by on only thirty-three point six million dollars? That's still that's very impressive. So, I, is this guy a good player? He's considered the next Babe Ruth. So that's that's the way people talk about it. Well, hang so. on, because could Babe Ruth compete in today's with today's athletes? That's a fun conversation. Um, I I think that there's. There's legitimacy to him not being able to. But at the same time, if you go back and give him the same access to the workout regimens that these guys have and all the training but and You know what? You have, show, you, have, you have Otani, who's a pitcher and an amazing pitcher, a hitter, an amazing hitter. He's not just a pitcher who's out on the field every five, six days. He's out on the field every single day as a hitter, and then he pitches, and then he pitches on his every day off. Day. And he's a top yeah. five pitcher in the league when he does pitch. Wow. Top five yeah. pitcher in so, the league, top so five hitter in the league. It's amazing. As far as one of the, if not the best player in baseball over the past few years, yes. And the Dodgers, who paid him that unbelievable amount, are going to make a billion dollars off of his jersey and his merchandise sales alone. And he, and he came from the other L.A. team, if I'm not mistaken. The, the Angels. Angels. Yes, he did. He So he just went across the freeway. It's like going from the New York Mets to the New York Yankees. He just just skipped town, just on the other side of town. So he doesn't even need to sell his house or anything. He can still live in the not same, at all. The same uh, house made of gold and everything else. And the same fans who he has built a reputation with there in Southern California can still see him as a Dodger. And the Dodgers, with this trade, they know what they were doing because now their lineup, even their hitting lineup, is as stacked as any team has ever been in the past decade or more. So they're going to sell out every game. They're going to make tons of money on his jersey sales and his merch sales. Uh, it's a win-win. And I'm sorry, is he Japanese? He is. And, and again, forgive me, does he speak English? Uh, he usually uses a translator, but I think he speaks just a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah, but usually a translator is there with him. But, yeah, no, he's, he's absolutely unbelievable. He was the home run leader last season. He's won, multi, he's won an MVP. He's been a Cy Young candidate. You don't see that a lot. It, it, you, no, you don't, you see, don't it see that. You haven't seen it since, like I said, Babe Ruth. And that was early in Babe Ruth's career, not even what we think of as Babe Ruth today. Because, again, forgive me. <laughs> I feel like I have to say this. Anytime I mention anything sports related, I'm like, take it with a grain of salt because I, I am so sports ignorant. Probably more so with baseball than any other major sport. But um, wasn't Babe Ruth kind of a fat alcoholic? I oh mean, yeah, no, that was the yeah that was the time frame. But again, he still hit 714 home runs, and that's so good. That's pretty good. And and he was a pitcher at the beginning of and his career. And he was a pitcher he at won, the start of his career. He won, he won pretty, hundreds of games. Yeah, so it's that's that's where the comparison comes from. Shohei Otani is doing that in modern baseball, which is unprecedented. Wow. Well, good for him. Congratulations to the IRS for their $364 million (laughs) contract over 10 years. And congratulations to Shohei Otani uh, on the richest deal in sports history on planet Earth. Uh, that's, That's something. More than soccer players, more than NFL players, 
More than the WNBA even. Yeah, I know. I'm Joe Kelly. Uh, we'll continue coming up. You can join us at 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, now the three big things you need to know. Powered by Hard Rock Bet. Three. The NFL's Week 14 wrapping up tonight with a Monday night football doubleheader. The Tennessee Titans will travel down to Miami to take on the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. In the other game, the New York Giants will host the Green Bay Packers at MetLife Stadium. Two. Google has proposed using artificial intelligence to make a life story using mobile phone data, photographs, and searches. Dubbed Project Elm, the uh, AI would use your photos and create a chatbot to create a snapshot account of your life. One. One. Conditions deteriorating in the Gaza Strip as the Israel-Hamas war rages on. This comes as Israel releases the name of 20 hostages held by Hamas that are believed to be dead. Over 19,000 people have been killed since the fighting started on October 7th. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on the Joe Kelly Show. Hey, Laurel, do you remember that time? Gosh, when was it? It was, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, maybe 15 minutes ago. When I was trying to come up with a word to describe Joe Biden, and I couldn't quite come up with a word that that I had it right on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't quite come up with a word. Do you remember that? And it wasn't crotchety. It wasn't crotchety. That wasn't the word. Mm. Uh, but I've got a couple of open mics that that are trying to help me. Evidently, I believe Joe, the word you're looking for is rickety, oh. rickety, like an old rickety fence. No, it wasn't rickety. It started with a C uh, for sure, Joe. The word you're looking for is curmudgeon. Ah, you're welcome. Yes, thank you. That was the word I was looking for was curmudgeon. Yes, thank you. Yes, I remember that. You remember that? That was like 10, 12 minutes ago. I totally remember that. So thank you for our WDBO listeners who were trying to help me remember what word I was trying to use. It's not like it's a difficult word. We just you ever have that thing where your brain's like, hang on, I know there's a word here, and I you just can't find the word. It just wasn't it wasn't populating. Especially when it's one of those you just don't use curmudgeon all yeah. that often. Never. So yeah, pretty I much never. It. All right. Do you remember? I'm going to take you back a little bit further. Do you remember last week we had the story about Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth home, and that a a woman tried to set it on fire. She had doused the front patio. It has kind of a wraparound porch. And so she had doused the front porch with gasoline or at least some sort of accelerant. It was out of a gasoline can that she was pouring it all. And she was uh, dumping an accelerant. And uh, as she pulled out a lighter and was about to ignite it, a couple of off-duty on-vacation New York City police officers, because this took place in Atlanta, and uh, a couple of New York City police officers saw what she was doing and they apprehended her and tackled her to the ground and and held her until the Atlanta police showed up and were able to arrest her. Well, get this. We know now who she is. Uh, her name is Lanisha Chantrice Henderson. I, I, I think it's worth pointing out that she's black. All right. So it's MLK's birth home and and. A lazy person could just, you know, automatically assume, oh, some white guy that's a racist did it. No, it wasn't. It was a black woman. Uh, the motive is yet unknown. But here's an interesting part. The woman is a decorated U.S. Navy veteran. She was a surface warfare specialist with the U.S. Navy and had received multiple awards during her service. She received a, and I don't, I don't know what these medals all are. They, they, these just could be medals for showing up. I don't know. Uh, she got the National Defense Service Medal and a Good Conduct Medal. And she was also given the Navy E ribbon, among other awards. See, this is the kind of thing I would ask my dad about. My dad was, was in the Navy for 25 years and retired commander. Um, but I miss my dad. Um, but anyhow, just how how does someone go from being a decorated U.S. Navy veteran to trying to set fire to the birth home of Martin Luther King Jr.? I just I, I hope somehow they're able to 
unpack that and figure out how in the world that her life took that turn and and that's who she is now. Maybe uh, time will tell. Maybe uh, during a trial we'll figure that out. Maybe she has uh, since suffered from mental illness. Who knows? Uh, coming up next here, uh, I've got an update, a very chilling update, if you will. Uh, remember the car that crashed on the Rainbow Bridge uh, by Niagara Falls and there was a belief that it was a terrorist attack, but it wasn't? I've got, though, troubling new information about the car. I'll have that for you coming up next. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. In-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. All right, this might come as a surprise to some of you, but this is something that I have been uh, harping about for years now. Most new cars on the road today, most new cars have the automotive equivalent of the airline black box, the, the data recorder. And a perfect example of that is the car that was involved in the uh, high-speed crash uh, on the Rainbow Bridge that killed two people uh, near Niagara Falls. Y'all remember that a while back and, and everybody at first uh, re- reported that it was a, a terror attack. It wasn't a terror attack. Uh, it was a couple, a dude named Kurt and a woman named Monica. Uh, they were driving uh, at a very high rate of speed on their way to Ontario to go attend a KISS concert. And they lost control of their car, smashed into one of the, the toll gates, burst into flames, a bit of an explosion, if you will. But the police have recovered the data recorder in the vehicle. But it appears to be severely damaged. The data recorder, because uh, the car you know, burst into flames, and officers are working towards recovering information from the recorder, uh, they have even contacted the automobile manufacturer. The car, I, we've, we've reported this previously, the car was a Bentley. Uh, and, and so they have contacted Bentley, Bentley Motors. And they're asking if, uh, for documentation of any prior recalls and general information about the data recorder. According to the police, Bentley Motors is requiring subpoenas to be obtained before releasing personal information, documentation, and records of the specific vehicle involved in the incident. So right now, the police are working with an Niagara County District Attorney to obtain the required subpoenas. They're also waiting on the medical examiner's report to be released, and the cause of the crash is still under investigation. Um, But is it not interesting... That most of our cars these days, if you have a newer car, your car likely has a black box and you likely don't know about it. You don't know where it is located in your car. You don't know what it's recording about your car. I know that on my car and Laurel, we had our windshields replaced or respectively. You and I both had cracked windshields and we had to get our windshields replaced and you and i both drive the same make of cars you have a chevy truck and i have a chevy sedan we do now i got mine repaired not replaced oh that's right yeah did so does your does your windshield is there a camera in your windshield that points forward no are you sure no okay (laughs) (laughs) but nothing i can see i only have the rear view camera so there, there is uh, up by my rear view mirror. There is a black box. There's a black plastic uh, cover over a camera on my windshield that points forward. Now, my car. One of one of the features on my car is the the lane drift feature. Does your truck have that? No. So if you start to uh, drift over into the other lane, the steering wheel will nudge it back. So if you're fiddling around, you're sending text messages illegally and all that other stuff, or if you're falling asleep or whatever, um, if as, as soon as my car detects that I am 
on the line or approaching the line, I can feel the steering wheel nudge me back. Now, I can disable the feature if I want to, uh, but I have yet to find a reason why I would want to disable that. I kind of like the feature, frankly. Um, but I, but I, I have to wonder if it is the camera that detects the line. I, 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 I have, I, but that's, that's not spelled out anywhere. I mean, I'm sure if I wanted to go down the rabbit hole of information to find out exactly what's being recorded and what's being documented, what data is being recorded, I'm sure I could find that. But to think that your own car, the car that you paid for or are making payments on could be used against you in a court of law you know, data acquired from the black box in your car. Is that not slightly unsettling? Definitely. I mean, I, to me, I find that unsettling. That that we, that the, that the average American driver surely has no idea that their car has a black box and it records data. I mean, because the camera that's in my windshield, that's at the top of my windshield by the rear view mirror that points forward, I don't have a readout of that camera anymore. There's no monitor. I don't see what that camera sees. So it's not like it is a camera that that benefits the driver like the backup camera. You know, when you back up and then suddenly in your, your dashboard, you can see what's behind you. I mean, that that at least is a, a you, you know, user-pointed benefit that you get to see what's on that camera as you back up. But with a camera that points forward in my car, I have the slightest idea what it's recording. But if you get into a crash, especially a fatal crash, and law enforcement knows which cars have black boxes, which cars don't, they can certainly figure them out. I mean, to think that they could access the data recorder and find out, yeah, you did run that light or, yeah, you did make that illegal lane change. You know, yeah, you did do this, that or the other uh, to, to think that your own car could be used against you. And then I, I have to wonder, is there a way to disable that? Again, I think, you know, I could go down the rabbit hole and figure out if there's a way to disable that. But if you could disable the black box, would you? I don't think I would. I think it's a, uh, I think it's an important piece that they've added to cars now that allows, if again, if you go back to like you were talking, if there's a fatal accident, they want to figure out if it was an issue with the vehicle itself or if it was user error or Who's who may be at fault? I think it's I think it's still an important piece. I understand it's maybe a little bit intrusive, but I do think it's pretty important. Paul, something to add? You know, I I've been kind of half listening, Joe, and I'm very sorry because I've had other things I've had to do with the traffic stuff. But in Russia, they have it mandatory, don't they? Every there's a camera on every. Well, vehicle. I know I know that in Russia it's commonplace to have dash cams, which you can get. You know, dash the cams. Cons- yeah, okay. consumer dash cams uh, are pretty common. In fact, I had a consumer dash cam for a while uh, that that just that you can use, uh, and if if you document somebody driving badly or whatever, you know, you've got evidence that you can use and download it to your phone. You know, if you're involved in a crash and someone runs a red light, but that's. That's something that you possess, you own, you have control over. The camera that's in my car, in my windshield, I haven't the slightest idea what is being recorded and where that information is being stored. Though I think the black box is under the driver's seat. I'm pretty sure it's under my seat. Um, but anybody with uh, with you know expressed knowledge about that, I'd love to hear from you. 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic and the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. By the way, it's going to be a launch tonight. should be a pretty cool launch at that. This is going to be a Falcon Heavy. So it has three booster engines, three of them. Two of them will land back here on the coast. Uh, so they're not going to land out on a barge. And then the third booster is going to uh, land in the ocean. 
uh, not on a barge. It'll splash down in the ocean and, uh, I believe, sink to the bottom of the Atlantic. Uh, but the launch is scheduled for tonight at 8.14 p.m. This was going to launch last night, but as you are aware, uh, we had kind of uh, dodgy weather last night with some storms and high winds. And uh, tonight's weather is much better. Uh, but this is a launch of the X-37B Orbital Test Vehicle, the OTV. It's an unmanned launch. It's an, uh, this, this is a space plane that looks an awful lot. If you haven't seen the pictures of it, it looks an awful lot like the space shuttles. It looks like the old shuttles, except there's no windows on it because it's an unmanned craft. And it's smaller. It's smaller than the this, this space shuttle. Uh, but this, uh, what will be interesting about tonight's launch, again, is that two of the boosters are going are gonna to land back here at landing zones one and two out at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Uh, so you can expect to hear sonic booms. So if, and this, the, the boosters typically land about eight to eight and a half minutes after the launch. So uh, uh, 8.14 is the launch. So by about 8.20 or so, if you hear a couple of loud booms, uh, don't be surprised. That is the uh, sonic booms from the two boosters as they return back to the Kennedy uh, Space Center. Uh, um, yeah, Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. And then, as I said, the third booster is, gonna, is just going to drop into the Atlantic Ocean. This will be the first mission for that booster. Uh, and the other boosters have been used multiple times. Uh, they've had uh, many successful missions so far on their, on their resume of booster engines. So it's pretty cool. It should be a cool... Uh, thing to see tonight. We don't know how long this space plane is going to be in outer space. We do know that when the X-37B comes back down to Earth, you'll also hear a sonic boom, uh, but that is likely to not be anytime soon. We know very little about the X-37B. The X, by the way, stands for experimental. Uh, and the last time it was in space, the last time it was in orbit, it orbited for 908 days. So it was up there for a long time. Uh, it is going to stay in low Earth orbit. Low Earth orbit is defined as 150 to 500 miles above the Earth. Uh, it is a, a plane that was built by Boeing. And uh, that's about all we know about it. It, it. Again, it looks a lot like the space shuttles. But that'll be uh, tonight at 8.14 p.m. is the launch of that. And the weather looks really nice. It's clear out. And uh, chilly. We do have a few clouds, but it's otherwise uh, 60 degrees. A chilly night for a launch. Definitely sleeping with the windows open tonight for sure. I like that cold air, man. Going to bed, but I wake up freezing cold. Ugh. Have a great night and uh, watch for that launch tonight again. It'll light up the night sky at about 8.14 p.m. if it goes off as planned. I'm Joe Kelly. Thanks for uh, listening.